some horrendous things that happened to you as a child, which would probably make anybody just go crazy or, or end up in a sane asylum or behind bars. So I became very violent and I fought a lot and tried to kill a few people, I'll be honest, and stab and dynamite. and I've done some things in my life that I'm not proud of. God wants you to have not what you have, but he wants you to have what is being held back from you by fraud. Welcome to Miracles Today, and I have with me a very special lady, Brenda. Welcome to Miracles Today. I'm, I'm so glad you could come and be with me. me. Too. I, I want to go right back to, I, I believe, a first initial incident that started your life in a certain direction, and that was uh, when you were four years old. Can we talk mm -hmm. about that? Well, I was uh, four years old, and um, my mother was... She was in a relationship with somebody she wasn't called to be with, and he uh, he came into my room one night. My mother was out drinking and partying, and my grandmother lived with us, but she was somewhere else, and we were living in the projects then in uh, Washington State. Mm -hmm. We lived in several different projects, but we were in um, Washington State. She was out drinking and partying, and he he was an alcoholic, and she was too, but. She wasn't there, so he came into my room, and he basically, he, he raped me. At four years old? At four years old. And you had to be taken to the hospital? Yeah, because he, they had to stitch me up because he tried to be with a, a child like he is with a woman. So it was very devastating. After that, and you had more experiences in that kind of situation. Mm -hmm. But tell me about your mom not dealing with it and, and keeping that man in your house? Well, she, you know, later on, um, she told me basically, because as I got older, I resented her. Um, she gave me, to she sent me to live with my aunt because she didn't want a daughter and she had four sons. So, you know, as I got older, I would go and visit her from time to time. And one particular time I brought up the subject, why did you stay with this man? Because I had to look at him whenever I went to visit. Well, you're four years old, sweetheart. There's no way that this thing could have been in any way your fault. Right. You know. And I know it wasn't, but, um, <laughs> you know, she stayed with him. And so whenever I'd visit, I'd have to look at this man. And so, you know, up until I guess I was in about the sixth grade, she finally left him and got with his brother or else she would have stayed with him. And you know, it was, it was just very, it was, it, was, it was pretty hectic because I never knew when she would leave me alone again and what he would do. Now I want to talk to you about, you, you wrote in your testimony about how you had rage and you even felt like uh, murder in your heart. Can you tell me about that? Well, um, after her boyfriend raped me, um, she resented me. And I guess there was like a competitive thing Which there. Which absolutely makes no sense, mm -hmm. does it? No. And a baby. So she would call me names, you know, 
real bad names, and I wasn't even promiscuous at the time. I wanted to be a tomboy like my brothers and run around with my shirt off, and I was flat-chested so I could, but, <laughs> but you know, she, um, because she rejected me, it made me very angry, made me very bitter, and my father, he didn't want anything to do with me as well as his family. So I, you know, and when you're violated and you're raped and somebody takes something from you, you pretty much become very angry and you determine in your heart that nobody else is gonna take anything from you. So I became very violent and I fought a lot and tried to kill a few people, I'll be honest, and stab and dynamite. And I've done some things in my life that I'm not proud of, but it was because I was walking in unforgiveness and I was just bitter and I was angry with my mother. And then when did you meet Dr. Harfouche? Um, there was a girl at the hospital I was working at, West because Florida. you're a nurse. Mm -hmm. Yes. And there was just something about her. I mean, she was nice. She was very dark, and she was, but she was glowing. And I had all these people inviting me to churches, but they were all gossiping and backstabbing. They were doing things that I wasn't even doing. I wasn't going to church, so I wasn't going to go with them. <laughs> Definitely. But, yeah. But she had something on her, and I said, I want what you have. You know, what church do you go to? And at that time, we were Christian Faith Center. And so she brought me one night, and it was a rodeo night every year. You know, we, we were having the celebrations. We brought the New Year's in. <laughs> yeah. So we were actually kind of having a party that night. Yes. Yeah, okay. But I still felt the anointing in the presence of the Lord. Um, when I walked in the building, I had never heard the voice of God. Now, I knew I was called as a young child, but I backslid. But when I walked in that building, the Lord said to me, and I'd never heard his voice before in my life. He said, welcome home. Wow. And I mean, Doc wasn't preaching. It was just a bunch of believers together in a building celebrating the new year. Yes. And I felt his presence. And Doc was going around laying hands on people and you know, I'm from the streets, I'm a hood rat or thug or whatever, and I'd never seen anything like that. And I stood, you know, poised, and I said, oh, I'm not going down. I don't care whatever he does. I'm not going down. <laughs> so five minutes later, I'm off the floor, <laughs> and he did it again. And then I heard the voice of the Lord when I was down the second time, and he said, my daughter, I'm breaking, I'm breaking you out of bondage. And I could just feel the chains coming off my hands and my feet. And um, I was separated then, getting ready to get a divorce. But when I got off that floor, I was never the same again. Welcome back to Miracles today. And we're with Rinda. And Rinda, when we left, we had talked about some I mean, some horrendous things that happened to you as a child, which would probably make anybody just go crazy or, or end up in a sane asylum or behind bars. But the Lord took you out of that situation miraculously and changed your life and called you into the ministry to preach the gospel. But I want to ask you about um, IMI and, and what IMI did for your thinking processes. And, and then I want you to talk to the viewing um, audience and, and just out of your heart, tell them how you feel. Well, you know, I am I. There's nothing like it on the planet. There, there just isn't anything like it. When I came to the ministry, 
and um, I wasn't able to go right into IMI, so I did the correspondence. And a lot of people, you know, they may not be able to come here, but the correspondence is so awesome. It was me, God, and Doc in my room for hours on end each night, and you know, for weeks and months this went on. But um, based off one year of correspondence, I had patients getting healed of terminal conditions. They were getting healed of cancer, diabetes, diabetes, kidney failure. These are people you're praying for mm -hmm. in the hospital as a nurse. Yes. And I mean, how were you able to do that? I mean, I remember the one incident where you had, uh, uh, was it a, a prayer cloth? Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Um, we got, uh, Doc had laid hands and prayed, you guys had prayed over some prayer cloths and I took it to a young man who the doc, who was in a terrible automobile accident and the doctor said he would never walk, he would never talk, he would be in a vegetative state for the rest of his life. Well, I gave his mother the prayer cloth and I gave them spirit songs and um, we put spirit songs in a headset and he listened to it and the prayer cloth and they came to see me on another floor in the hospital and he was walking and they just wanted to show me what God had done you know, through prayer, through the prayer cloth, and just... Through you. <laughs> <laughs> can you. Can you share with the, the viewing audience now, out of your heart, Rinda, I mean, as a minister of the gospel, because that's what you are? Well, I just feel that, you know, um, before, when I was living the life that I was living, that destructive lifestyle, it was because I didn't have a vision, I didn't have a purpose. I didn't know why I was here, I didn't know what I was here to do. But when I got an IMI, when I met doctors, Christian and Robin Harfouche, they helped me get back my vision, my purpose, my calling in life. And that's what IMI, that's what the church will do for you. And there's a lot of churches out there I know, but if the church that you're in isn't telling you who you are in Christ, what you can do, because we're all called to cast out devils and lay hands on the sick. Not only are our pastors supposed to do it, but so are we. We're all supposed to minister to our loved ones. And IMI will teach you how to minister to your family and to you know your immediate family, your husband. You know, if you're a husband and your wife is not saved, if she's on drug, IMI will get your wife delivered and set free. My entire family was saved from crack cocaine because of this ministry, because of IMI. And if it weren't for this ministry, I'd be in prison. But because of this ministry, I go into the jails and I set the captives free. And that's what IMI can do for you. <laughs> that was awesome. Praise the Lord. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, now we're going to go and we're going to hear more awesome teaching by God's prophet of performance, Dr. Christian Harfouche. He's your teacher and mine, right? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And what happens is this. There's a faith to give and a faith to receive. Amen. Yes. Isn't that right? Yes. For instance, when, when the faith of God comes into your life, sometimes the faith of God comes into your life to act. It's, it's an action. Jesus gave his life, took faith for him to give his life. There's a faith to give and there's a faith to receive. And when faith comes into your heart to give, it should be also faith to give with an understanding of how to receive. Because God wants you to have not what you have, 
But he wants you to have what is being held back from you by fraud. He wants to shake loose some things and bring them into your life in accelerated measure. He wants, he wants you also to practice radical, spiritual, consistent, joyful giving from the perspective of seeing that the reservoir of God's supply can never run dry. He has a reservoir of supply that he will never run out. And it's reserved for you and I. It's ours. Belongs to us to use for the kingdom of God. Can you say amen? amen? Now see, what anointing do you sow into? Let, let's stop here for a minute and think. If you study history, church history, um, recent, la last hundred years, actually if you just do any bit of research, you'll, you'll discover something. The ministries you affiliate with will end up being the ministries that you get the reward of. Are you here? Um, you look at, for instance, you hang around uh, Dr. Lester Sumrall. He's not here now. Don't hang around with him now. <laughs> He's gone home to be with the Lord. But when, when uh, we were ordained by Dr. Sumrall, we were prophesied over by Dr. Sumrall, we had laid hands, hands laid on us by Dr. Sumrall, we sowed into Dr. Sumrall's ministry. We were sowing also into the ministry of someone who ministered alongside with Howard Carter and Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth lived to be 86, 87 years old and died healthy. Yeah. Dr. Sumrall lived well into his 80s and died healthy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Smith Wigglesworth was married till death did them part. Then he raised his wife from the dead and she had to tell him to let her go. <laughs> Dr. Sumrall was married till death did them part. See, you affiliate with a ministry, specializes in remarriage and remarriage. It rub off on you. Now I'm not saying don't love them and sow into them, but you follow afar off. So you got to look and say, okay, who do I want? What feeds me? What message feeds me? Or sit there and say, do I want to believe I'm going to live a healthy, long, successful, happy, rich life 
uh, am I, is that going to happen or is something else going to happen? Choose what you want to happen. Find someone that knows that it's yours, that has an anointing from above to declare it into your life. So into that field, get around them all you can and that will be exactly where you go. Dr. Kenneth Hagin. What is it? 86 years old? 80, 86, 87, 86 years old, just like Smith Wigglesworth. Ate breakfast, smiled, and went home to be with the Lord. Over 50 years, hadn't had a headache. Was married to the same person. Now somebody say, well, you know, you, when you can't idolize people. Well, you know what? You know nothing about the anointing. First of all, there's not a Christian that makes an idol of a human being. But the people who claim that respectful people make idols of people are the same people that have no respect for the people that God has singled out. So you got to understand, a ministry gift that can't pay its bills has potential. But it doesn't have overflow. If a man of God has to work a second job, he has potential. But he's not going to impart the anointing for wealth to you. Because if he had it, is anybody here? The corporate blessing, the corporate blessing where everybody receives. And I, I want to I wrap this up as quick as I can, but I want to say this. Many people are not in church because of money. I'm here for a private moment with my favorite teacher in the entire world, Dr. Christian Harfuch. Hi, sweetheart. Hi. You know, I, I remember when uh, I was, um, you know, born again and, and saved, and then we got married like seven months later. Yes. And um, I remember being in the ministry with you right from the beginning. You discipled me, and... Um, uh, one preacher said to me about five years after I'd been born again, I told him, my husband is the greatest preacher and teacher in the entire world. And um, he said to me, well, how many other uh, preachers have you ever heard? And I said, uh, none. <laughs> and he said, well, maybe that's why you think he's the best. I said, no, he's He's the best. I've never met anyone who can, who can take the Word of God and, and make it alive 
and uh, break down, like you break down the miracles of Jesus. I mean, the, the, you know, in the miracles course for International Miracle Institute, you take every miracle of Jesus and you, you break it down because he was a man. Jesus was a man just as much as he was God, anointed by the Holy yes. Spirit. But he walked this planet as God in the flesh and performed miracles. And you break that down so that ordinary people that are anointed by God can do the same thing that their master Jesus is doing. Well, you so know, it was um, awesome. I remember when the Lord called me to preach. Yeah. I preached my first sermon in 1979. Yeah. Uh, about 1981, I had been already operating in a strong anointing to preach and to teach. But I was very hungry to see the things that the Word of God promise, uh, healings and deliverances, and to see man helped through the power of God. And I knew that I was lacking an element in my ministry, whether it was a dimension of faith or a dimension of anointing. So I went on a quest to receive from God the equipment I felt uh, any and every minister would need in order to have the word accompanied and, and backed up with the evidence necessary to make believers out of people. I often wondered why uh, believers like us expected the world to be converted simply because of verses of Scripture. And I mean that with all due respect. Sure, the Word of God is history written in advance. Sure, the Word of God could not be concocted by any intelligent person or even an army. A, a million intelligent people could not put the puzzle of the Word of God so, uh, so wonderfully together. But the skeptic and the agnostic are not going to go through an intensive search most of the time yeah. to discover the validity of the Word of God. And neither did God expect them to do that. He wanted to empower ordinary people with extraordinary power, the anointing of the Spirit and the authority that is given to believers. Dunamis, which is the dynamo, the dynamic miracle working power that we all have through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and exousia, which is the authority and the delegated right, the legal jurisdiction to exercise the name of Jesus through the power of attorney. And when I discovered that diseases and maladies, demons and uh, devils, <laughs> situations and circumstances had to bow when I utilized the release of the power of God and I utilized the authority that God has given me, I went on a Holy Ghost word quest to discover the New Testament theology, the doctrine of the apostles, what Jesus taught, and how he literally empowered his disciples to function with the working of miracles, the gift of faith, gifts of healings, and all of the gifts of the Spirit. And uh, I feel that the Spirit of God is not some mystical force or some uh, mystical entity. I believe that a rational child of God can learn how to cooperate with the Holy Ghost to do the works that Jesus did. Well, you see, I mean, if you look at the, the story at the beginning of today's program, you see how the 
the power of God is what delivered Rinda. I mean, she was born again through this ministry and is a disciple of this ministry. And now she's going to go out and minister herself. Yes. And um, I'm just so grateful. Yes. I'm grateful to God that I met the right preacher. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you've met the right preacher. I mean, it's the bottom line. Um, I've had pastors tell me that they have miracle ministries and, you know, ministries that, that perform miracles in the name of Jesus, but there's only one miracle ministry that they know of, and I've had many, many pastors tell me this, that can actually break down the miracles of Jesus Christ and explain them so that every believer can understand. And that is a gift of God that is on Dr. Christian Harfouche. So you need to go to your phone right now and sign up to get this wonderful, beautiful man's teaching in your home where you can find out how to bring the exousia of God, the Word of God, together with the Spirit of Almighty God and have the explosions of the Lord and the manifestation of the power of the Spirit in your own life because you are called to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. So join us again next time for more happy endings and new beginnings. We'll see you then. It's fabulous.